Hey, Valley fans, you're listening to the March to the Arch podcast. Is your team going to win? Make some noise! This is the March to the Arch podcast, your place for Missouri Valley Conference news, talk, and takes. Welcome to episode 33 of the March to Arch podcast. In this postseason edition of Missouri Valley Conference Friday, we're going to break down Loyola's game versus Oklahoma, and we're going to get to the NIT where Missouri State, you and I, will be representing the Valley Fresh off of his evening with his family, doing pizza and doing the bracket reveal. How are we doing today, Baker? We're doing awesome. This is one of the most fun times of the year. Um, most families have their their own traditions. Uh, you know, ours is actually Selection Sunday. Like, there's there's Christmas Day, and then Selection Sunday is second in in the pecking order for my family. Uh, we get together. My mom makes her her world famous homemade pizza, which is amazing. And uh, we do like a bracket pick them where we do it out of a hat. We've been doing this for, oh gosh, I'm, I'm going to get killed for this if I don't have the answer. It's like been like 20 years. So we have like a plaque, we have a trophy, like the whole nine yards. So um, you have to, to get into it, you have to be eight years old. So my, my two nephews are in it. My, my kids are both too young to be in it. And then you actually have to marry to get into the bracket. So like my wife, when we were dating, wasn't able to pick, but now that she's, now that we're married, she's actually in the bracket. So um, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool tradition that we've had. And um, you know, every single uh, selection Sunday, we know we're at the Baker house. I know that's a really cool tradition. It's uh, just the non-traditional one, right? In right. the sense of it's not centered around a holiday per se in most families, uh, but it is so cool that that's just one of those um, um, out of the ordinary ones that you guys really rally behind outside of the traditional um, holiday ones out there. You know what, Baker, is somewhat of a different feel of a Selection Sunday as we're recording this uh, on Monday, March 14th, um, really from a selection show for the NCAA tournament. Not not a lot of, um, to do for Valley fans. You know, this wasn't a two-bid Valley year. You're pretty much just waiting to see um, where Loyola was going to end up as the uh, – the lone um, representative of the Missouri Valley Conference, you know, different uh, pales in comparison to last year where we were kind of on the edge of our seats to see uh, if Drake would make the field. And ultimately they got to play Wichita State. Kind of a different feeling this year, right, Baker? Yeah, different vibe. It was a, it was definitely, um, I don't know, was it not, not a downer, but like it was just like there wasn't a lot of suspense. It was just we were going to find out where Loyola played and that was it because we knew that we're, there was a one team. Uh, one bid league, and you know, obviously, um, I know we've talked about a little bit about it. I, 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 one of the one of the teams I like cheering for was uh, that's non Valley is Notre Dame. So I was hoping that they would get in, which they did. But other than that, it wasn't really like suspenseful. It was just kind of like let's see what happens. And I mean, it's March Madness. End of the day, we know it's going to be the most awesome four days are coming up, which just game after game. So uh, let's let's get into the let's get into the Loyola game. Yeah, absolutely. So as we saw yesterday um, in when the bracket was unveiled uh, on CBS, uh, Loyola is heading to Pittsburgh where they will take on the Big Ten Ohio State Buckeyes, who are the seven seed. Uh, I'm inside. I'm excited, Baker, because um, they are playing on Friday and it is the first game out of the gate. It always feels like Loyola plays a really early game in the opening uh, opening rounds here. 
Yeah, they do. Um, this is uh, this is the teeing up game on CBS, uh, the eleven fifteen game. So um, get a little bit of Sister Jean to get uh, the juices flowing for the day. Um, interesting, interesting matchup for for Loyola this year. Um, I think. I mean, I don't think we're saying anything we shouldn't here. I mean, no Porter Mosier, no Cameron Crawford. It's a different team. It's not the same team as last year. Um, that being said, um, they do match up well against Ohio State. Um, to me, it's, I think it's going to come down to, um, EJ Liddell for Ohio state. I think that's the key to the game. Um, being able to slow him down, Ohio state kind of plays an inside out game. Um, I was actually talking to my friend, Andrew this morning, who a big time, huge big 10 fan. He was giving me kind of the scouting report on Ohio state and it's kind of an inside out game and, um, got a lot of shooters on the outside. But the one thing that they, that they do have going against them is, uh, they're playing with injury. Um, Kyle Young, one of their leading scorers is maybe going to play, maybe not. So that does play into Loyola's hands. Um, Vance, do you have any thoughts about this one? It's a, obviously we're not big 10 guys, so we're not going to work. We're kind of going by what our friends say. So, yeah. Um, hard, this is a hard one to judge. This is always a funny time of year for me because all my, uh, I would say friends and acquaintances know about the podcast. I'm like, Oh, you so excited for March madness and fill out the bracket and, and I hate to say it, but I know absolutely nothing about the college of basketball landscape outside of Missouri Valley Conference, which is, uh, I don't know, maybe a sad statement to say in its its own, but I'm sure the listeners understand it. But yeah, for me, uh, you know, I started looking at the metrics and I thought it was interesting that Kim Palm actually has Loyola favored in this game by one point. Uh, They expect uh, 69-68. You know, CBS kind of put out their uh, rankings of the 68 teams and they have Loyola at 30th. So, you know, you can make a stretch that Loyola is is underseeded in this game, and uh, that's why you're seeing in some of the uh, the metrics that, that they they might be. Fa- I'm, not, I'm not. I don't think Vegas will have them favored, but um, so it, they did a, open. They did open as a as a one and a half point favorite, but the line has moved back down to even. So okay, thank um, you for that. Uh, I have not checked yeah. Vegas, obviously. Um, so I- interesting here. I would say um, on the CBS side, not a lot of love in the picks. Um, uh, Jerry Palm and Chip Patterson both have a uh, loyal winning, um, Matt Lor- Norlander, which a lot of people are familiar with does not have him, pe- uh, picked as well. But, you know, for me, as you look at from a fan perspective, you know, Pittsburgh is sister Jean going to make the almost seven hour, um, trip out there. I mean, she, she made the trip for, uh, five hours down to, down to St. Louis. Do they tack on a number two or is maybe she flying out of O'Hare, um, today or tomorrow? Yeah, no, I hope so. She needs to. Uh... She needs to make that trip down or over to Pittsburgh. That's a, it's an, it's an, it's a good spot for them. Um, and and then one other thing I want to say, um, this is a huge game for Drew Valentine. Um, you know, it's one thing you know to play through the valley, play through Arch Madness. This is first uh, first NCAA tournament coaching uh, as a young at a young age. So um, I believe I saw yesterday youngest coach to ever coach a tournament game. Um, so this is a big step for him. He's got a good veteran team though. Um, Loyola. From a Loyola perspective, Vance, I don't know if there's ever been a more – I mean, I know Drake gave him a good game, but that was about as dominant as you could have been in Arch Madness. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, they, and, they, had, and they had about the, as tough of three games as you could have played. Um, the, this is a team coming in, playing the best. This is the best – that was the best basketball I've, I've seen consistently from Loyola this year, especially since they started Valley Play. So – um, if you're coming in, this is the, this is the best, you're coming in at the best possible time for them. So, um, I mean, they're, they're Loyola playing well in March and they get to come up against a big 10 team, um, all a recipe <laughs> for success for the Ramblers. 
Um, on the other side, you, you know, you mentioned uh, Drew Valentine, you know, being the youngest uh, coach in a tournament game. Uh, this has other Valley ramifications yes, it does. Uh, for fans of another Valley team, specifically your team, Baker. Yeah, yeah, no. So assistant coach at uh, Ohio State is uh, Ryan Payton, who's our uh, the new head coach at Illinois State. Uh, so an interesting, uh, interesting little Valley twist to the to the game. Um, I, I I don't think that means anything because it's the it's the team going out versus the, one of the coaches coming in. But um, if he made any friends in the in the few days of taking the Illinois State job, maybe he's making a few calls to to some other Valley coaches just to get the scouting report. Um, one thing I do want to mention, Vance. Uh, as, as we talk about this today, um, cause we won't record again until next week after, after Loyola's played a couple of games, um, they are sitting there in the regional with, uh, Villanova. So they are sitting there with Villanova playing Delaware in that two fifteen. um, interesting matchup. If they do happen to draw Villanova in the second game, um, Gillespie for them is, I watched their game, uh, the other night against Creighton where they were, um, he's just awesome. He's been, he's been there for, he feels like he's been in college basketball for about 45 years now, but, um, a Jay Wright coach Villanova team is going to be a really tough out in the second round and, uh, a team who's going to, who's not going to be unprepared to play, a um, a high powered Loyola defense. So, um, just it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough little bracket. If you want to call it like a little pot of the bracket to get to the sweet 16, but, um, I also don't think like, I mean, I think if Loyola plays their best game, they can definitely get to the sweet 16. I, I don't, I, I, I don't think Villanova is unbeatable by any stretch. They're going to, both these games are going to be hard for Loyola though. Like that's, that's the one thing like last year we went against when they went against Georgia tech and we we're going into that game. I think we were collectively like, they're going to get past Georgia tech fairly easily. Like we yeah. weren't really concerned, even though the game was closer than it should have been. We weren't really concerned about that game, and we thought they'd give a really good game to Illinois. And I mean, you and I were talking about how bad a matchup it was for Illinois. Um, this year, it's going to be a little harder because I think not having Crutwig is it's a different dynamic with Loyola. But they they have a team who's been there before, um, veteran leadership. I think that they have a um, a reasonably good chance to get to a Sweet Sixteen for sure. Uh, yep, I'm with you. Uh, just recently, Jay Bills just put out his picks, and he actually picked Loyola to uh, beat Ohio State here, but he basically said, regardless of this game, nobody's beaten Villanova, which uh, right. somewhat aligns with uh, your take there. Um, you know, at least for Valley fans, um, you know, I think that we all are collectively hoping that Loyola wins as many games because it means more uh, money distributed <laughs> to our teams uh, on their way out. But maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe Illinois State fans want uh, Ohio State to go out early and uh, get Ryan to, to normal as well. Yeah, I think we'd like to see, uh, as an Illinois State fan, it wouldn't be the worst thing for uh, for Loyola to just handle handle their business and uh, let's let's get Ryan to normal as quick as possible to get the program rolling. All right, let's move on to the other um, uh, postseason tournament going on. Uh, the, the the second one here is uh, the NIT. Thirty two teams uh, go play in the NIT, and two are going to be from the Missouri Valley. Uh, one was uh, unfortunately left out, so let's get to the teams that were selected. Uh, First and foremost, a really interesting matchup here is uh, Missouri State will be taking on number one seeded Oklahoma and Porter Mosier. This game will happen Tuesday, March 15th at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Yeah, our old friend of the Valley, Porter Mosier, Oklahoma. Um, team that just actually came off of uh, beating Baylor the other night uh, where they looked very impressive. So this is a team that can 
Um, and they actually, I thought they should have won the game against Texas Tech, to be honest with you. But um, team that was just snubbed out of the tournament. Um, they had a really tough stretch in the middle of the season. I think they, um, I want to say they lost seven. It was like seven of eight or something like that. That was really what killed these guys. Um, but Porter Mosier's a good coach. Like, let's let's call spade a spade. We know how good a coach he is. So they're going to be well coached. They're going to be well prepared. Um, this is a good team that um, if you're Porter Mosier, you're looking at the NIT building a program um, to build momentum for next year. And so they're not going to be taking this lightly. Um, on the flip side, you have a Missouri State team with some veterans. This is Gage Prim. This will be Gage Prim's last run um, for him playing in a postseason tournament. Um, I would imagine that they're going to be ready to play and um, not afraid to go into this game. They got the 6 p.m. game on ESPN. So um, all eyes will be on them uh, from that perspective. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup. I, a lot of people are picking Oklahoma to get to New York for the NIT uh, Final Four. So um, this is going to be a really difficult game for Missouri State to win. But, um, I mean, I, I think it's just if Missouri State shows up and it's and it's the, the very good version of Missouri State, I, I have no doubt they can beat Oklahoma. But um, it's, definitely, it's definitely not a – it wasn't a great draw is the best, is the best way to put it. I guess I'm, I'm happy they're in, but, like, a really hard hard draw for them in the NIT. I think it's just a tough draw in general because you're going up against Porter Moser, who knows the Valley. So you're not going to, you know, That's they're not going to look ahead. I mean, he knows all the tendencies. He's seen this team, you know, for three, for all, essentially this team, um, you know, for the last four years. So uh, there's, I mean, there's really nothing um, there. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's a tough draw. Uh, glad they made it. Uh, Kim Palm has them uh, as five points, uh, 75 to 70, uh, losing that game. Um, let's go on to the second yeah, Vegas, one. Vegas has it as uh, they are six point six and a half point underdog as of today. All right. Um, let's move on to the second NIT game where you and I was going to be in there because they were the regular season champion who did not win the conference tournament. So that is an automatic bid uh, to the NIT for the Panthers. They will be taking on the three-seeded St. Louis Billikens in St. Louis. So Northern Iowa is going back to St. Louis, not playing at Enterprise, playing the shop at Zarina. Um, and this will be a Wednesday, March 16th at 8 p.m. And this game will be on ESPN+. Yeah, interesting game. They're playing against SLU. Um, little, uh, I don't know if there's some synergy there. They they can go back and right the wrong of no field goals in 18 minutes in, at Arch Madness. So, um, I expect Northern Iowa to win this game. If the if the right if the good Northern Iowa shows up in this game, I expect them to win this game. Um, they're a four point underdog right now. Um, I saw I saw St. Louis earlier in this year when they played Illinois State. Um, wasn't incredibly impressed. I've actually seen them a few times when they've been on TV. Um, they're good. That, don't get me wrong. They're a good team. But they're um, if the right Northern Iowa shows up, Northern Iowa should not lose this game. I, I and maybe I'm overstretching it. And, and this this is weird coming from me, the guy who's been very critical of Northern Iowa. But if to me, St. Louis without their best player all year, they're they're a different team. This would be a tournament team if they were fully healthy, but they're not. And, you know, seeing a team like Illinois State, even though I know it was early in the season in the MT, um, Illinois State went blow for blow with them for pretty much the whole game. So um, and they and they and they hung around the entire time. So to me, it's if the right Northern Iowa shows up, I, I, I would pick them for sure. Yes, I'm with you. I mean, I like Northern Iowa and St. Louis uh, definitely here um, for the Billikens. 
Um, they've had a little bit of negative social media presence, uh, just with some antics against uh, St. Bonaventure um, and uh, talking to some cheerleaders. So there's going to be some interesting, uh, let's we'll just say there's some negativity around the, the St. Louis team. Um, I, I don't think there's any suspensions involved, but um, it played out on social media and um, not uh, not a good look for a couple or one player on the Belkins team. I don't know if you saw that sure. Baker or not, but um, go out there and look. Uh, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna litigate that one here. Nope. But um, I, I like it. I, I like it's uh, gonna be a trip that Northern Iowa knows and knows well. So um, I, I like the Panthers here. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, let's go to um, staying in the NIT. Uh, we're, we're looking to the future Valley here, Baker. We're not going to uh, break down this game, but just wanted to point out Belmont did make the NIT and they're staying in Nashville and playing Vanderbilt. So uh, anybody that wants to, you know, look ahead to, um, to Belmont, there you go. So go, let's go let's get them. Yeah. Go Bruins. Um, <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready to start talking about Murray state and Belmont yet. Oh, me either. Yeah, I realize I missed Murray. Uh, but that's, I all right. that's just, Mur- that's just but the real Saluki quick, Murray, fan. Murray State <laughs> playing San Francisco, by the way, is super interesting. Um, number one, Murray State got underseeded, in my opinion, and that is a awful draw. They did, and I hate what they did. They put them right next to Kentucky to maybe get that second round, Murray State versus Kentucky. I hate that they did that, but um, Murray State better watch out because that San Francisco team's no joke. They they almost beat Loyola early in the season when they played that random game at a Utah school. So um, just uh, just throwing that out there to give your give your little uh, future MVC love out there. All right, let's go into the third field of teams. And this is going to be in the CBI, the College Basketball Invitation, where the Drake Bulldogs are the number one seed in this field of 16 teams. They will take on Purdue-Fort Wayne um, in the opening round. Uh, this game will be on Saturday. Um, the Drake as the number one seed. I cannot find if this is going to be on TV or where it's at on TV. As of It's on where- Flow Sports. Thank you. That's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I Listen, I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about Purdue-Fort Wayne because um, I don't. Uh, what I do know is looking at the metrics, the Drake's best team this tournament. And um, anything short of a of winning the tournament would be a disappointment, in my opinion. Uh, I, Do you have any other thoughts other than that? I mean, I'm disappointed they didn't make the NIT. I was actually surprised, um, I guess, from Drake's perspective. I was surprised that Missouri State made it and they didn't. Um, that being said, those two resumes, razor close. So you can make a case either way. I know Missouri State went 2-1. and one. Uh, The most recent game, Drake had won it in St. Louis. So um, you, you can make a case either way. Um, yeah. I, I just went to the net. The net wasn't even close. Um, Missouri yeah, State net 68. And Kemp, net and Kempom weren't close. Yeah, and Drake um, was 82, and so yeah. I just think that that's what it, what it boils down to. No, and Drake and Drake had plenty of opportunities earlier in the season when they went 0-3 in Florida, and then they lost that game to Clemson. Win one of those games, and, and, and it's a different story. Like I do think it's interesting when you hear um, some of the pundits talked about this, and I actually agree with this. I think it's a really good point is if you're on the bubble – you you did something wrong in this season and you you know you put yourself on the bubble like you had opportunities to win games and um you really can't get too mad if you're not selected so i i think that's i think it's kind of a good good perspective to have um you know disappointed for drake but um at least if you look at it on the flip side this is a very winnable tournament mm-hmm. and you are going to be the favorite probably every game you play yep you have to go win it drake go win that thing 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. And um, it looks like the final four will be on um, will be on ESPN on uh, I believe it'd be Monday or Tuesday, something like that. Um, so that's good. It, it, the the final four this will be on ESPN get a little bit more uh, a little bit more play. So uh, you know, hopefully the Drake wins. I, I know nothing about Purdue, Purdue Fort Wayne. I don't know. I'm assuming you don't either, Vance. Nope. Um, I know it's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. There you go. There you go. Um, All right. Yeah. But I mean, this, I'm excited. We've got, we've got Valley games going on. It's the best time of year. This Thursday, Friday is one of, I mean, it's one of the best two days outside of Arch Madness uh, when it comes to college basketball, you get your fill all day. Uh, Baker, anything you look forward to uh, for these, uh, the opening round games? Yeah. I'm, I just, I think it'll be just interesting. Obviously watching all the uh, Thursday for me is like, when they tip off the tournament, and it's just all the games all day, and it's it's just so much fun. I've um, I have never worked since I since I've been an adult. I have never worked this Thursday and Friday in my life. I've always taken time off work, and it's just because I always think to myself, I'm not going to be productive at work if I'm there. So um, I will be home watching all the basketball. I can't wait. Looking forward to it as always. And uh, yeah, next week, uh, obviously an abbreviated episode. We just wanted to kind of tell you who people are playing. We don't, I mean, obviously we cover the Valley, so we're not going to have a ton on these teams, but um, just give you a little bit of taste of what's going on. And uh, you know, next, after this weekend, next week, we'll, we'll come back and talk about the games that were maybe hopefully preview some more games because hopefully some of these Valley teams continue to play, but um, advanced, do you have anything else or are we good to go? Good to go. I'm looking forward to following the Valley teams and go Valley. Start talking about the valley. Why not?